Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, Faithful? I don't know how you feel right now, but it better be pretty damn good. The 49ers come out and they beat the Rams, the 4-1 mighty Rams who seem to have gotten back to their Super Bowl caliber status. Whatever. Don't care. The 49ers come out in dominating fashion. Yeah, I understand the score was 24 to 16. I get that. But there was not one moment from the game, from the opening possession, there was no doubt who came to play and that the 49ers were on a freaking, they were on a hunt. They had a plan. The plan was wonderful. <laughs> it worked to perfection. Kyle Shanahan, tip of the hat to you. I think if anybody gets a game ball today, it's got to go to the head coach. He had a clear, defined game plan and executed to perfection throughout the entire game throughout the entire game as clean of an offensive performance which again when was the last time we could say that right now we saw jimmy garoppolo play like this versus the jets in the first half but that was it so we, we've seen one good half and then jimmy garoppolo just blows it out of the freaking park tonight he had a perfect passer rating almost up to halftime Obviously, he ends up going yard and playing extremely well. But, you know, if you look at the offense and the only times it wasn't successful, you had two drops on third downs in the fourth quarter that halted back-to-back drives. Other than that, those would have been scoring drives because both were at midfield. One was a drop by Kendrick Bourne, who, yeah, he played relatively well. He did convert a major third down earlier. And one was a drop by George Kittle, which is very uncharacteristic. But, you know, Kittle still balled out for sure. 
going over 100 yards, um, seven catches for 109 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets. What a game. What a game, and I want to say thank you to everybody that's with us. I'm seeing we've already got a really large crowd. Just want to say thank you. Shout out to all the uh, Countdown crew, hashtag CC. That's what I'm talking about. But again, if you've never been with us, if this is your first time, I want to say thank you. I want to say you're welcome. Uh, join us. Hit subscribe. This is y'all's podcast. Get your questions in no matter where you're listening. We will go through those. And I promise Devin, one of the uh, supporters and social media guys for the 49ers Rush podcast, um, to get his question in first. Uh, he asked this, who starts at cornerback moving forward? Man, look what a difference one player makes. <laughs> and I don't want to pile on to the corner uh, that got destroyed last week, even though he got fined on top of his poor performance. But, man, you put Emmanuel Mosley and Jason Ferret out there starting corners? Holy cow. You know, I said before this week, before the game, get used to this because this is probably going to be the corners moving forward for the 2021 Niners. Don't be shocked at all if your starting corners heading into week one next year are Emmanuel Mosley and Jason Verrett. Absolutely balled out tonight. Against one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL, that was crazy what they did. So now the 49ers have a good problem, very similar problem to linebacker, right? We run nickel at linebacker almost 70% of the time. Well, what do you do whenever you have three studs? Uh, Fred Warner's, you're never taking him off the field. He's the best linebacker in the NFL. Anybody that doesn't understand that Fred Warner is at worst the second linebacker in the NFL, they don't watch football. Whether you look at analytics whether you look at stats, whatever, it doesn't matter. That's how good Fred Warner is. But then you have Drake Greenlaw and Quan Alexander. Well, guess what? Drake Greenlaw stepped up today. We'll talk more about that later. But you have so many guys now at the cornerback position because once Richard Sherman comes back, Richard Sherman's starting. He's the cornerback one for this team. But who do you put next to him? Do you put Emmanuel Mosley? Do you put Jason Verrett? Man, I, I think you got to put Jason Verrett out there. Uh, personally, what I would do, if you have all three healthy and, and K1 Williams is not back yet, I move one of them inside. Probably Jason Verrett. He's played slot corner before in the NFL and in uh, college at TCU. Get those three guys out there. They are playing phenomenal. <laughs> so damn good at the corner position. Um, what a, I mean, just, you can see how the defense operates. You don't have to win with pressure. We didn't have pressure. We didn't touch the quarterback. Um, literally no sacks. I think we had, what, two pressures, two defensive. We had two quarterback hits, one from Deion Jordan and one from Kerry Hyder, and that was it. We didn't get to him, but we didn't have to. We won a different way. <laughs> 2019 49ers, you win by beating the quarterback up and making him want to quit. Not what we do. That's not what we did. Jared Goff was, he was garbage. Um, 19 of 38. That's 50% completion percentage. Five yards per <laughs> per completion. Uh, threw for less than 200 yards. Two touchdowns, one interception. Um, yeah, and you know one of those touchdowns was in garbage time. You made Jared Goff look like what his face looks like, which is not good. And I know you guys are saying, don't make fun of somebody's face. His face is awful. It's so bad. And I know it's easy for me to say whenever I look like this. I, I get it. I'm beautiful. Not everybody has that luxury. But, man, I don't like Jared Goff. I really don't like that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael, I see this uh, the, the comment here. 
How do you feel about that Verrett getting that interception in the end zone? That drive was a microcosm of the entire season, and hopefully it represents a turn because they're driving down the field, and it looks like they're going to get in the end zone with ease, right? They throw a little flare-out pass to the flat on the offensive right side, and Dre Greenlaw makes a touchdown-saving tackle, which looks like it's not really going to be that big of a deal. Well, then we make another stop after that. Then they get the penalty. Now it's it's like fourth and two. My order might have been a little messed up there. And they go for it on fourth down because they're thinking, look, even if we don't get this, they're going to have to start at the two-yard line. So they throw up a pass that probably wasn't going to be completed. Verrett peeled off of his man coverage. He was in man. He was reading the quarterback. He was looking number two through the number two wide receiver to the quarterback. I can't wait to break down that play on, on film for Patreon. He's reading both, and he recognizes Jared Goff's eyes, peels off of his man, subsets back, and gets the interception. I mean, that was so huge. So not only do you stop a touchdown, great, but also you're helping your offense. That's 18 yards. Starting at the ne- uh, you know two-yard line for an offense, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But now you gave yourself so much room. And the way that they responded after that, it corresponded. That's complimentary football, which we've talked about all the time. Everybody wants to say, well, our offense is good, but our defense is bad. Or our defense is good, our offense is bad. No, they're related. They're complimentary. When the offense doesn't have three and outs, the defense gets rest, and the defense can get after the offense. And whenever the defense gives the offense good field position, guess what? That allows the offense to be successful, not have three and outs. You see how this works? It's a dance. It goes back and forth. And so that play was huge. Um, You know, Jason Verrett is by far, you have to say, walking away from this game, there's really two guys that I thought stood out more than anybody else. Jason Verrett was huge, and even Emmanuel Mosley played great. Now, obviously, we still don't teach our corners how to play the ball when they're in phase. Uh, Can copy and paste that comment forever. But also Dre Greenlaw. You know, I, I want to jump down, and we'll, we'll jump down a bunch of times to this. This, if you watched our Rams preview episode, okay, I made four key points that said this is how the 49ers win the game. Number one, run the ball. It doesn't matter if you're bad at it. 30-plus attempts. How many attempts did we get? Guess what? 37 rush attempts. Check that box. Love it. Okay, next up, quick passing game. Stop the seven-step drop BS. What did we do? We averaged 2.2 seconds to release the pass throughout the game. Check mark. Number three, Dre Greenlaw picks up where he left off. How did Dre Greenlaw play? Guess what? Led the team in tackles. Led the team in solo tackles. Had a tackle for loss. The only one of the entire game for the 49ers was great in coverage. Now, he didn't make all the plays. He did make some negative plays, but he was everywhere. He was everywhere. That's a huge check mark. Huge check mark. Um, Next up, this is the last point to win the game. This is what we said. Again, all this was written, copy and pasted. You can go back and watch the previous episode. Just skip to the end. Kyle Shanahan has to outcoach McVay. That is a triple check. Golly. Kyle Shanahan dominated his best friend, or not his best friend, one of his friends, dominated, made him look silly. The the momentum going into this game, oh, 
gosh, it, it could not be more diametrically opposed. Uh, the Sunday Night Football, they have the seven different reporters or analysis or whatever. Every one of them picked the Rams, and they weren't wrong to do so. The 49ers haven't shown that they belong in a game like this. So what do they do? They come out and blow the freaking doors out to start it off. And a lot of that had to do with Kyle Shanahan's play calling. Genius. We said, and I put it this, this is what it says. We need at least five jet sweeps. Guess how many jet sweeps we had. The fifth jet sweep where the wide receiver comes across was Debo on third and seven to get the first down to win the game. I love it. Um, man, what a freaking game. What a game. Um, here we go. Faithful from birth. He says, why do we play to not lose the game um, instead of taking shots deep? Yeah, we didn't take shots deep. Uh, we didn't do it, it, it but it, it wasn't there and it, it was successful. We, we're not throwing the ball deep. I think we've established that. Uh, maybe once Jimmy gets a little bit healthier, maybe when the offensive line gets a little bit healthier, which we had some issues, you know, Trent, Trent Williams goes out with you know a concussion he comes back in that's great then we lose ben garland um at the very end of the game uh, he didn't come back haranis grasu was in there but uh, take that for what you want curtis says the play calling was amazing i am with you so much on that it we put our players in a position to win you get the ball to kittle and you spread it out everybody and their mom had a catch Trent Taylor had an amazing third down catch. He was only out there for like four plays, but he made it count. Kendrick Bourne got a catch. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk got a catch. Probably the biggest misplay of the day is when Jimmy Garoppolo missed uh, Kyle Juszczyk screaming downfield. That was a deep pass, uh, but he just he missed it. And you saw Garoppolo kind of cuss himself out. But every single person was catching the ball. Uh, shoot, Jamichael Hasty, baby. Hasty time. Man, he looked good. He looked really good. Uh, you know, he comes in and he got some work. He had nine carries for 37 yards, all in the fourth quarter trying to stomp, uh, run out the clock. Even though the Rams knew what we were doing, he did a hell of a job. Uh, he even got one pass attempt. It wasn't uh, caught, which was probably a good thing. But the 49ers play to their competition level. It's not a good thing whenever they play down, but when they play up, it's great. Um, yeah, play calling, help the offensive line. Aaron Donald, are you kidding me? Aaron Donald is playing the best season of his entire life. And the only time they showed him was on the sidelines. He, he didn't do anything. Daniel Brunskill, holy cow. How, how have we not mentioned this guy yet? Daniel Brunskill had the best game of his career. Now, it wasn't a perfect game. He had a penalty. Uh, did give up some pressures, but that's okay. I, we said, again, how do the 49ers lose? Okay, the, the opposite category. You can't hear Aaron Donald's name. <laughs> you got to keep him to less than two sacks. Two sacks or less. We did that. So absolutely great. Matthew, he asked this. Do we teach our DBs to not look for the ball? Seems like we get called for it a lot. You're exactly correct. Here's how it works. If you can touch the wide receiver, that means you're in phase. What that means is as soon as I can make contact with the wide receiver in his route, usually at the hip, I'm allowed to turn and look for the ball. If I can't, if if there's too much separation or I get burnt or I'm making up space, whatever, I keep my eyes dead set on the receiver until I get to the position where I can touch him. Okay. Once I'm close enough for contact, then I turn around and look for the ball. That's in phase, out of phase, the ball technique. We don't teach it. So the fact that every single cornerback except for Richard Sherman and Jason Verrett 
because nobody else does that, you have to assume that's a coaching technique. The poor one, um, and you can see it with all the penalties, it, it, it's bad. It's just really, really bad. Uh, Kaleo, he says, let's see some more hasty looking forward, moving forward. It's crazy the different, how do we say this? The running backs all have different games. First off, let's talk Mostert. Okay, he, he has the ankle injury. It wasn't bad. He goes in at halftime, gets retaped, comes back out there, first carry, and you could tell wasn't it, takes himself right out, sits on the bench, pissed off. But man, Mosley or Mostert looked amazing. 17 carries, 65 yards. He was just great out there. And not only was he great, we saw things in his game we have never seen before. We've never seen him trucking people. He stiff-armed a dude off of his feet. Mostert is playing like a man possessed. And the only thing that can stop him, he had the knee sprain. Now he's got the ankle issue. But Kyle Shanahan trusts him as his RB1. Now what happens after that? Then you get Jarek McKinnon. Totally different game. Totally different game. He's a patient, shifty guy. He doesn't hit it like you usually expect. And Kyle Shanahan doesn't want to use Jarek McKinnon as his all-down running back. He wants to use him as a scat back on third downs and receiving. But whenever you got Tevin Coleman out, now you got Mostert out, which I don't think he'll be out that long. If his ankle was bad, he wouldn't have stood on the sidelines with his helmet on the whole game. So I'm not expecting him to be out. Have to see how his ankle responds. It's going to hurt like hell tomorrow. Anytime you ever hurt, do anything with your ankle, the next day is the worst. Have to see how it responds on Wednesday. Uh, my guess is probably limited practice or no practice on Wednesday. Just give them the extra time. Then Thursday, Friday. But then you get Jamichael Hasty. That dude is mean as hell. He hits the hole harder than anybody. Um, you have Mostert who lines up. He's kind of like a pool player, right? He's going to line up the angle, and he's kind of a slow lateral mover, one-cut runner, but once he finds his hole or his gap, he plants and goes. Michael Hasty is a bowling ball full of rage. <laughs> when he gets the ball, um, yeah, he, he's going to go out there. Royce, who else saw Jalen Ramsey yawning? Um, yeah, that's exactly right. You took him out of the game. Why are we going to throw it deep to the strength of your defense? Why would we do that? We don't have to. Your linebackers are weak. Your defensive line is weak outside of uh, the best player in defense, right? But, man, so good. Uh, Pat saying <laughs> Verrett and Sherm. Yeah, I, I, think you're, I think you're about right. Um, let's see here. How about taking Don uh, yeah, Donald out of the game? Ian Williams saying Donald was going to wreck us. He's wrecked everybody. He didn't wreck us, and I'm with you, man. Uh, great job. Absolutely. There's so many points to this game where you stop and say, dang, we did that? <laughs> we did that. All right. That, that's what's up. Because, again, go to the way you felt after the Dolphins game. And I'm so glad that everybody's here. Go to the way you felt after the Dolphins game. Everybody was done. Right? Okay. Not only are we a bad football team we just lost, we don't know who the hell our quarterback is. So my question to you is this. Are you comfortable with Jimmy Garoppolo moving forward? You know, they put the stat up there on the game. He has never lost consecutive starts in his career. He hasn't done it. Consistency. Consistency. And he goes out and you just look at the numbers. 23 of 33, that's amazing. 268 yards, perfect. 
Three touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero sacks. What negative plays did Jimmy Garoppolo have? You can't find any. Did he have some off passes? Yes. Did he make a stupid <laughs> throw when the game was still a little bit in reach um, on the goal line? Yeah, and one of the weird things, uh, when Tro I think it was Troy Hill, their corner, got his hands on it. It was just a little out route to Trent Taylor. He grabs it. He rolls out. I don't know why the hell you're doing that. Kyle Shanahan, and he doesn't even throw it on the laces. He just grabs the ball and chunks it. You know, it ducks out of there and almost got intercepted. But man, Jimmy Garoppolo played great. Hit. Did you see him try to run for the first down? 10 yards, third and 10, I think it was. And that dude tried to truck a safety. How do you not love this guy? I understand he's not a top five quarterback. I understand he's probably never going to be a top five quarterback. But he's the quarterback that's going to win you football games consistently. This is the only this is the type of performance you need. The first, I think, seven passes were behind the line of scrimmage. So what? He has one of the quickest releases in the NFL, which is perfect for screen games. Perfect for that. I don't know, man. I, I, again, just how did you feel last week versus the Dolphins after the game, and how do you feel now? You need to understand the game in the NFL, teams win and teams lose. It's almost impossible. We got spoiled last year going 9-0. and That's not normal. This is more normal. So we're 3-3 three and three now. What does that look like? You know, if you look at the standings, which I have pulled up here, we are currently slated as the 10th team in the playoff pecking order. There's still games to be played for sure. Man, we're not out of the playoffs. Are you kidding me? We're not there. Seven teams from the NFC West get into the playoffs. Right now, that is the Saints at 3-2. and two. The first team out is the Cardinals at 3-2. Three and two. Panthers 3-3, three and three, then us 3-3. Three and three. We're half a game out. We're half a game out. That's it. And I, I don't know, man. Is our schedule trash? Yeah. <laughs> Do we have the toughest schedule in the NFL? Yes, and it's not even close. But that's okay because all you want is a shot. You didn't want to be 3-3. Three and three. That's not what you wanted, but it doesn't matter. And next up, you got the Patriots, who laid a huge egg this week. I mean, they got destroyed uh, by the Broncos. They looked so bad. Then you got the Seahawks, then the Packers. They got destroyed. Then you got the Saints, and you got the Rams again, then the Bills. That's a tough stretch. But here's the best part about this. You want a team that can go through a gauntlet just like we did last year. Remember that stretch? You had the Seahawks twice. You had the Ravens. You had Green Bay. You had the Saints. You got to get used to going through those because guess what? If you're going to make it to the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be an even tougher journey than what it was last year because now, unless you're the one seed, which the 49ers will not be the one seed, the one thing we do know, unless they go on a, a thing and win, <laughs> what, 10 straight games, it's possible. It's just not likely. But only the one seed gets a bye this week. So now you're talking about, okay, you want to win the division, but, you know, the Seahawks had the best record in football. That's in your division, but you play them twice. But you're looking to win your division or get a wild card spot, which means you got wild card round, divisional round, NFC Championship, then Super Bowl. So you've got to understand, with the, with the journey, with the path that the 49ers have set before themselves, losing some of those games with all the injuries, whatever else, whatever reason, who cares? It's going to be a tough uphill fight. 
And this team has to prove to themselves and to our fan base, which they need reassurance every damn week because we're so soft, that you can make it through that and you can fight through those things. And I think that the 49ers can do that. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. The way I feel about this team is awesome. You know, obviously we're on an emotional high right now. We just destroyed, you know, an NFC West uh, divisional opponent. That's great. But what you have to do is say, look, this team still has some major issues. We can't get pressure. Okay, now let's go to the other side. Let, let's talk. Let's be honest. What were some of the major issues or red flags is th that we saw today? Zero pressure against a quarterback that can't move. Even Jared Garoppolo, or Jared Garoppolo, Jared Goff was scrambling for first downs on third and nine against us. Looks like a freaking sick giraffe out there running around, Jared Goff, and he still gets 10 yards on this defense. We suck <laughs> versus quarterbacks that run, period. Um, and again, you look at our schedule, we're going to see. <laughs> you got Cam Newton, then you've got Russell Wilson next two weeks. You want to throw in Aaron Rodgers after that? Yep, that's going to be there too. So that's one major red flag. But the offensive line, which is the biggest concern, man, A-plus job today. Great job all the way across the – even on the, the play that won the game, Lakin Tomlinson freaking takes Aaron Donald one-on-one -on -one and smashes him down. Absolutely incredible. Um, now, another thing, the offense looked different when Raheem Mostert wasn't in the game. Raheem Mostert's our running back one. There's no doubt about that. Tevin Coleman's getting back to the place where he's going to be back. I'm not sure that's going to lift us to whatever, but that's another person to be there. Dropped passes. Gosh, dropped passes are a problem. And again, you look at our fourth quarter, the only things that stopped us was, were ourselves. Kittle had to drop on third down. Kendrick Bourne had to drop on uh, third down. That brings Kendrick Bourne's drop total to four the last two weeks. That's awful. <laughs> that is not good. That's bad. Defensively, our nickel spot's bad. Jimmy Ward continued to play bad. Was nowhere around the field. Um, he made one or two plays. But yeah, our, our safety spot is not good. Um, Kwaski Tart was out. So let, let's talk through injuries real quick. Because we had some players go out. Most at the ankle we talked about. Chikwaski Tart goes out with a groin injury in the third. And this is interesting because I don't think it was an injury that took place in this game. I think it flared up. Chikwaski Tart never came out for warm-ups before the game. Something happened because he was a full practice participant three days in a row. Something probably happened before the game, walkthrough, whatever. But he was not right, and he never got injured during the game. He just didn't go back out for the next series. He stood on the sideline. Uh, Trent Williams, concussion. He got cleared, got brought back in. That's great news. Ben Garland, I don't know. Um, I don't know. And Zach, as you said, our pass rush sucks. You're not going to be able to – you've got to do something. And we're not getting back Ronald Blair. Now, Robert Sala was blitzing like crazy all game, and I love it that he's doing something different. But we still didn't get to him. Um, the sick giraffe was untouched, and, and that's not good. Curtis says, man, time of possession helped our defense. Oh, that's so true. That is so true. Um, I love that. <laughs> Your boy Hasty looked great. It's so funny. As soon as Hasty went in and they mentioned uh, <laughs> him on the, the, the broadcast, my phone blew up. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, anyway, sorry. I appreciate all the questions and comments coming in. You know, a problem that we have on our post-game shows is once we get 
so many comments. Uh, I'm seeing over 750 people in here right now. I think it caps at that number. There might be more um, across all platforms. It, it only keeps the last 150 comments on here. So I apologize if I skip over your question. Throw it in there again. Uh, just make sure you at me, and we'll talk through some of those things. Um, yeah, Daniel Brunskill. Thank you, Pat. Donald, go back to, I think it was one of the first games in Kyle Shanahan era where Aaron Donald threw that huge temper tantrum right at the 50 and slammed his helmet down and got kicked out of the game and all that stuff. He has some bad games against us. Man, I, I was worried this was going to be Daniel Brunskill's last game. But the confidence level that he has has to be through the roof. Has to be. Now he Now you're playing against the Patriots. They've got some good interior guys. Adam Butler's a great penetrating defensive tackle. Um, we'll, we'll get into all that next week, but hopefully he can take that move forward. Man, Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey played out of his freaking mind. He played like a man possessed. We've given McGlinchey so many, uh, so much crap, and maybe rightfully so, but he goes out there and just balls out all game. All game. Notice most of the positive plays were to the outside right. That's Mike McGlinchey. So once we get that coach's film and we break it down, uh, Sunday night's been rough for the NFL. Uh, usually they get it out Monday night, um, but they didn't last week. I'm hoping they will because I'd like to have the offense completely broken down on our Patreon um, by Tuesday morning. If you haven't joined our Patreon, here's the deal. Every single offense and defensive play broken down in all 22 coverage, in-zone coverage, in-depth analysis. I mean, you're talking several hours a week. Um, all you got to do is head over to patreon.com, type in 49ers Rush Podcast. It's 8 bucks a month. It's less than a dollar an hour. <laughs> um, and I don't think there's anybody else that's doing the thorough breakdown that uh, that we do. I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm a little biased, but that's okay. Uh, so head over there. Patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast, subscribe. Everything that goes to that supports the podcast, lighting, revenue, graphics, all that kind of stuff, writers, um, all that stuff. So help us out, support the podcast. And again, if this is your first time with us, man, hit subscribe wherever you're watching right now. We have four podcasts a week. And we're we're <laughs> we've been going for a while. I think this is episode 305. There you go, Mr. 305. We'll call it the Pitbull episode. All right, let's see here. Let's talk special teams. Good lord. When was the last time that special teams was in our favor? We crushed it. One, you get the blocked extra point, which set them at odd. It kind of, here's the thing. You go in and score a touchdown. You're feeling good. Then you get your kick blocked, and you slump your shoulders. Like, I've been in that situation before. Like, momentum builds, and that cuts off momentum. The amazing play by Tarverius Moore. That kid is just a playmaker. I really wish we could get him on the field somehow. Um, I don't know why we don't see him more. But downing the punt at the one-yard line, that was incredible. Not only <laughs> making sure that the returner, the punt returner, didn't catch the ball, then the punt returner blocks him, fighting through that, having the wherewithal to field the <laughs> ball and then fall without touching the line. That was huge. That's a 19-yard difference, and even more than that, because as an offense now for the Rams, you have to have consciously on your mind, if we have one negative play, that's that's a safety and a turnover because then they get the ball. It just changed everything. We held them to three and out, and they punted, all because of Tarverius Moore. That was huge. Um, 
All right, what is your take on the nickel corner, Taylor? I thought Jamar Taylor played relatively well. Um, and I thought Robert Sala, let's do this. We're going to do this. <laughs> Longtime listeners of the show will know how hard this is. Let me take a deep breath. I can do this. Robert Sala had a wonderful game plan. He changed some things up, and he put Taylor in a position to be successful. How did he do that? Jamar Taylor is a bad cover corner. But he's pretty good at the line. So he played press nickel coverage a lot, and he blitzed like a madman. We called more nickel blitzes this game than we have since Robert Sala's been the head coach here. And I think that the way that that comes out, and the positive is, what is Jamar Taylor bad at? Man coverage past five yards. He can't do better than that. That's not his thing. So you press him, and again, you keep him in tight, and good things happen. Good things happen. So I thought Jamar Taylor played great. Now, again, if you, let's say you get Richard Sherman back next week. I want, I want, I don't want Jamar Taylor out there starting. I would much rather have Richard Sherman, Emmanuel Mosley out wide, and then put Jason Verrett in the, in the slot or Jason Verrett outside and Emmanuel Mosley inside. Those three guys can play. Now, we haven't shown that this coaching staff is okay with those things, but I'm hoping we find a way to get our best 11 on the field. Especially whenever you talk, Manuel mostly played nickel corner in college. And Jason Vred. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match of up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I played nickel corner in college and in the NFL with the Chargers. So they can do it. Obviously, you're not going to put Sherm there, but he could do it as well. I don't think they will. Um, yeah, let's see here, Curtis. Stat line didn't look good for Ken Law, but that de deflected pass was huge. You're correct. Ken Law is not a stat guy. He wasn't that in college. But guess what is? 
running the ball up the middle is no longer the weak point of this defense. That is Ken Law. That is Givens. That is DJ Jones. You can't say it's all Ken Law. But yeah, the pass rush, it's not there. There's problems there. That's the major weakness of this team. And unfortunately, 97's not walking through these, these doors and putting on the helmet. So that's rough. That's, that's a bad one. So I don't know where it's going to come from, to be honest with you, the pass rush. I really, really don't. Yeah. <laughs> I love the comments. Uh, some of them I'm not allowed to read. I guess I could read, but anyway, anytime I say the word like suck or whatever, I get five emails saying set an example for kids. So I tried my hardest to, uh, <laughs> I tried my hardest to keep it somewhat PG, but the comments, you guys go off as much as you want to enjoy yourselves. All right. How big was getting mostly back? Thank you, Robert. I love this question. He gave up the touchdown. Yes, he did. But man, he played so well. He had three passes defensed. The, the thing about the corners, how aggressive they were. Good gosh. If you watched the Dolphins game, if you watched the Eagles game, you would not even be able to tell that the same team was out there defensively because look how much confidence and anger and aggressiveness they were playing with on the outside. You would have never guessed Emmanuel Mosley's been out with an injury. But here's the thing. Competition increases everywhere. Iron sharpens iron. So, you know Richard Sherman's getting a starting spot no matter what with the way that guy's played the past two years. So, if you're Emmanuel Mosley, you get hurt by a concussion. You have to sit there and you got to watch Jason Verrett, who's been waiting three years for this opportunity, go out there and ball out. Guess what you got to do? When you get your shot, you better go out there and ball out too. They're competing for a job. That's what it is. You want them to be successful. You want to be successful. But, man, you've got to find a way to, <laughs> to win the job. <laughs> it's the NFL. It stands for not for long. I don't care if you start in the Super Bowl. You gave up the third and 15. I don't care that you played great weeks one and two. Eh, you got injured. Who are you going to be? Make it as hard on the coaching staff as possible. There's no way in hell you're going to take me out. Look how well I've been playing. That's the mindset that these guys have to have. And, man, they're fighting. Um Again, I, I said this to start the podcast, and I'm going to say it a lot. Your cornerbacks for the 2021 season for the 49ers, the starting outside corners are going to be Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley. It's what's going to happen. They're not under contract, but you'll be able to get them on a deal, and they're going to want to stay because, again, if you're Emmanuel Mosley, you love the 49ers because they brought you in as an undrafted free agent. They put you on the practice squad. They groomed you. They let you start in the Super Bowl. If you're Jason Verrett, we, we gave him a shot when nobody else in the NFL w would. Think about last year when he got those four snaps, Jason Verrett, and got torched. We stayed with him. The Kyle Shanahan loyalty program pays off again. Why would you, if you were Jason Verrett or Emmanuel Mosley, want to leave the 49ers moving forward? It's, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Angel Gomez. Uh, John, you're so hyped. I love it. What are you drinking? I'd love some of that. I had some coffee during the game. Probably not a good idea. Um, here's the deal. The life of the teacher, I'll be honest with you, Angel. I teach in my other job. <laughs> I go to bed usually about 7.30 to 8.30. I have to wake up about 4 a.m. to grade papers and get grades done and all that stuff before I teach class. Um, so I usually go to bed very early and wake up very, very early. Um, so having said that, 
I was drinking some coffee. <laughs> so last week was tequila. This week, um, it's coffee. So I'm feeling a little pumped. Probably not going to sleep for a while. But that's okay. Because the 49ers win. And that's what we want. This is why we are fans. The <laughs> You go through the lows. Tom Sula, Chip Kelly. You go through those. But we're faithful. And when you go through the lows, guess what? You also get to go through the highs. And, man, we got to enjoy this. That's what's up. Um, I haven't even brought this up yet. Golly, I hope you bet with us this week. I think we quadrupled our weekly bets. We took a two-team teaser, right? Um, we had the 49ers with 10 points, which we won outright. We had the Eagles with 16 and a half points, which looked bad early um, versus the Ravens. But, man, they fought back and almost actually won the game. So, and we crushed that one, got paid off on that. And then we bet on Kittle to score a touchdown this week. That was a three to one bet. We got that. So we quadrupled our money with a little extra. Um, and if, you ha- if you're not betting with us, I don't understand what your problem is. We're up over $100 on the year now. I don't know the exact figure. I was too excited to figure it out. But we bet every single week with my bookie. Um, they sponsor the podcast. They're incredible. And again, we wait. We do our bet special usually on uh Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, depending on when the 49ers game is. But here's a real quick word from our sponsor, MyBookie. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at MyBookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now, they have $100,000. You heard me. $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands? Sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that. And if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started. And if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, mybookie. All right, let's get back to some more questions and comments. I love it. Martin, he says, all credit goes to Kyle Shanahan ditching the gray hat and going with the sweet new black lid i love that hat i love that hat so much that he he wore i don't know if y'all noticed this that's the hat we gave away on wednesday uh so our countdown crew if you want to know why all those people start off with the hashtag cc um if you hit the notification bell whenever you listen to us hashtag cc in the first minute and a half of the podcast that puts you in basically a lottery and every month we do prizes giveaways last month we gave away an autographed joe montana jersey uh just gave away that hat the kyle shanahan hat on wednesday um love that freaking hat so yeah that's it also staying with uniforms man can we just play every game can we just make the 1994 shadow droplet uh, numbers our our freaking jerseys i love them they're the Best uniforms in football. Well, you could throw in the old powder blue chargers, whatever. But for the 49ers, I love those so much. Those solid whites and the solid reds, the 94 season uh, back when we had Dion. I love it. 
Um, so not only did we look good <laughs> with our play, we looked great with our uniforms and our coach looked good with the hat. Um, so that is awesome. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm kind of weird. Um, I like to pick hats with seasons. You guys, this is the faithful to the bay. I don't know if it's on this side or this side. Um, draft hat. Like, I love this hat. Last year was the, you know, the Shanna hat or whatever you want to call it. I like to stick with it. I like consistency, especially on game day, uh, which I'm not superstitious. I just like routine. Um, but anyway, Kyle Shanahan's very similar to that as well. But I love it. And, man, AJ, he says, how big was this win in the NFC West? It's huge. And whenever you look at the standings, right? So, again, let's do NFC Watch. NFC West Watch. Seattle's 5-0. and Los Angeles, now they're 4-2. and Arizona, 3-2. and We're 3-3. Three and three. We're 3-3. Three and three. We're doing just fine. Our point differential, we've scored 148. We've allowed 130. So, we're even positive on that. Uh, there, there's so many things to take away from this. And it was a statement win. Imagine if we lose this. We go two and four. Man, <laughs> it would have got bad real quick. But now you get to move forward. Now you're playing the Patriots who get this. COVID's been an absolute disaster. Okay. The Patriots were supposed to be coming off a bye week this week. Again, and then flying across country to the 49ers. They don't get to do that because of all the COVID things that they had. So now... They don't get extra time to prepare for us. They're coming off an absolute brutal beatdown by the Broncos. Now they got to fly across the country and play us. We're feeling much better. So this is going to be an interesting game because now both teams are kind of in a similar place. Um, instead, you know, the Patriots were seen as one of the top three teams in the AFC. Now we're not so sure. Um, we'll have to see there. Jack, he says, what do you think of Ken Law? Thought he was pretty disrupted, had a nice tip pass. Yeah, Kinlaw's a positive player. My favorite thing about Javon Kinlaw is no negative plays. He doesn't get blown out of the pocket or out of his gap ever. And he always plays on the positive side, you know, in the offensive side of the line of scrimmage. That's great. At some point, you got to get some type of quarterback hits or sacks. You're six weeks in, you don't have one sack. That's bad. Um, now, you could bring up. DeForest Buckner and things like that. I don't know if Buckner had a sack today or not, but he only had one and a half sacks on the year. I think Kinlaw's always got to be measured against him, which is not fair because DeForest Buckner's too damn good. But I, th I think it's... I, I, I get it. I do get it. I like Kinlaw. That was a great pick. I, I would not change one of our draft picks in the first round. Javon Kinlaw at 14, then trading up to get Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk didn't get that much playing. Uh, he got a lot of playing time. He didn't get that much work. Um, he only had, let's see here, he had three targets, and he caught two of those for 12 and a touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, he's making the most of what he's got, but we spread the ball around. You know, Kittle had 10, Debo had six. That's it. And a lot of those six, three of those to Debo were actually into rounds where they tossed it, where he kind of just, it's not really a handoff because he's throwing the ball forward, right? Um but most of the passes went to Kittle. Everybody else was just kind of there. And so they were just going to make sure, you know, they spread the ball around. Because, again, you, we're at, where's Jalen Ramsey? Let's run it at him. Let's don't throw it at him. Um, just seems like th that's what it was. Robert, yeah, McGlinchey played up. Best game of the year. I, I can't wait to watch the film because I, I really do think, man, the continuity of this offensive line. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Ben Garland. I, I, 
I saw on here that it was a calf injury, which, you know, that not a bad thing, <laughs> not a good thing. Ben Garland's 32. Um, but you're talking one week to four weeks. And that's kind of where the calf is. And the problem with the calf is you got to wait. You got to wait uh, because you think your calf's fine. And then just one wrong step, ouch. Um, the, the phrase that uh, the doctors, sports doctors use is calf injuries are not a light switch. It's not like it's magically better. Instead, it's a, it's a sunrise. It's a slow, methodical comeback. So we'll have to see how bad it is. Um, hopefully, it's just a mild strain. Jeffrey says, what do you think about CJ being inactive today, CJ Beathard, and Nick Mullins being the number two? I like that. I like CJ Beathard. I really, really do. But what you can't have behind this offensive line is somebody that cannot make up their mind fast enough. CJ, historically, he's looked pretty good this year, all in all, coming in garbage time and when we're down a lot. But CJ just, he cannot decipher what the coverage is, and he holds the ball too damn long. Um, he's too tough by a fault. Uh, so I actually like Nick Mullins as the number two. I, I would prefer that. Uh, Austin, do you think they make any trades by November 3rd to help the D-line? <sighs> We're getting into the territory now where it can be discussed. Because here's the problem, Austin. And one, I want to say thank you for your support. Austin's one of the most loyal freaking listeners and Twitter supporters out there, period. Awesome human being. Thank you, Austin. Um but the idea is this. Now we're starting to see teams that don't have shots. We're starting to get coaches fired. <laughs> we're, we're starting to, you know, kind of get those things. So now there's teams that are willing to sell. And now there's teams that are willing to buy. Now the 49ers are 3-3. Three and three. Are you all in on buying? Because are we a player or two away from a Super Bowl run? I don't think we're to that point yet. We still have some more time till... Um, the trading deadline. So I wouldn't do anything yet. Because, you know, if we're three and six, then no, you don't want to do it. But, you know, if we're five and four and we're in that territory, then maybe. But then you have to look at our draft capital because we already don't have a third round pick. Now we will have an additional fifth round pick, but we haven't been awarded that yet. So I, I don't want to make like a first round trade or a second round trade, but I would be just fine giving up a fifth rounder and a player. So let's say we gave up like a fifth and Dante Pettis, which I don't know if anybody would want Dante Pettis or a fifth rounder. And gosh, I don't want to say this because then my mentions would be awful. Kendrick Bourne or something like that or a defensive end, somebody that could help us out. That's a possibility. But again, which teams are willing to trade defensive players? You know, Ryan Kerrigan is probably the most brought up player for Washington. They're one and five. They're also one game out of first place because the NFC East is just a laughing stock. Uh, it's so bad. The NFC East is so bad. Um, but they're one game out of first place. So would Washington trade Ryan Kerrigan? They might, but, I, man, to get Kerrigan, you're talking about a third plus, maybe more. His contract's huge. But, yeah, if we could get Ryan Kerrigan for a third rounder, which we don't have, so you add in a fourth um, and maybe next year's fifth, I don't know, possibly. Probably going to cost more than that, though. Uh, but, yeah, if you can get Ryan Kerrigan or a player of that stature that can step in right away, then hell yeah. Um, but probably teams don't like to trade it within the division. So now you're looking at the other side of the ball. Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, I like the idea. But Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch both said, last year we didn't have a second, third, or fourth rounder. 
And he said, we will never do this to ourselves again. So do not expect um, any major blockbuster trade. Um, will T says, can the Niners possibly win it all this year? Yeah, it's possible, but that is a tough road. That is a tough road. Thomas, he says, hello from Florida. I'm glad the team looked more focused this week. Man, it showed. And sometimes people respond <laughs> to getting punched in the face. And sometimes people respond to hugs and kisses. We found out who this 49ers team is. Uh, they did not like the way they were treated by the media, the fan base. You had people like Kendrick Bourne, Eric Armstead, lots of people coming out, Quan Alexander, talking about the criticism. And let me just say this. One, I know it's not you guys because the 49ers Rush listeners, you guys are incredible. Do not go into a player's Twitter and talk trash to them. That is complete trash behavior. Don't do it. <laughs> There's no reason to do that. You don't have people showing up to your accounting job or my teacher's job. I do have people actually showing up to my teacher's job telling me how bad I am. But that's okay. It's not like a positive practice. If you want to send them positive things, that's great. It, and it's okay to criticize players. I'm not saying don't criticize them. I'm just saying why the hell are you adding them and going in their mentions telling them how bad they are at their job? There's no reason to do that. You're allowed to say Kendrick Bourne sucks because he drops balls. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you could tweet that. You're allowed to tweet that. And he's allowed to block you. That's fine. Don't get butt hurt about it. But I'm also allowed to say, man, I love Kendrick Bourne. And I think that it's great whenever he catches, you know, converts first downs and touchdowns. He's a great third wide receiver. And if he takes a step up, I think that the 49ers could retain him long term. I don't think that's going to happen. But stay the hell out of their mentions with negativity. Don't do that to people. Uh, just don't be that. Don't be that person. You can charge me up, though. I don't care. I kind of like negativity. I didn't get a lot of hugs as a kid. So I, I think insults are kind of my love language. Um, but if you insult listeners then i usually block you I, I i don't block really anybody and you can call me an idiot all you want that doesn't bother me either but anyway josh smith asked this what's the biggest challenge for us against the patriots it doesn't it's easy <laughs> picture jared goff camel stride running for a freaking 10 yard first down against us now implement cam newton mobile quarterbacks it's been our achilles heel for lack of a better term for the longest time you got to stop Cam Newton from running the ball. Robert Sala has never been able to do that. Good news is, Dre Greenlaw is going to be the will. Dre Greenlaw coming off such an incredible game, that's going to be the matchup. I'm telling you right now, Dre Greenlaw versus Cam Newton. That's how you freaking win that game. Can the 49ers win that game? You bet your ass they can. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we're favored in that game. Because even though... <laughs> The 49ers have had some bad games. The Eagles, I get it. And you can say, well, the Eagles are trash. Man, they almost beat the freaking Ravens today. But whatever, that's the NFL, right? The Dolphins game, that was a whole nother thing. Dolphins just won again 24-0 today. The Dolphins are a good damn football team. When Ryan Fitzpatrick's on, they're a good football team. But the 49ers are too. And whenever you watch the tape, you turn the game on. What we saw today... Who wants to play us? When we play like that, who wants to play us? That was a complete football team, offense, defense, special teams, that was so efficient. Yeah, it was a little bit gimmicky with the end of rounds and all that kind of stuff, but who cares? That's who we are. That's who we have been. Stop it. Stop it. it 
there's not 10 teams. It, you know, if you're making a list of teams I don't want to play, the 49ers are on that list. We're going to be on the top 10. We might not be the most difficult team, but people don't want to play San Francisco. I'm telling you that right now. It's, it's not what they want. But anyway, I digress. This is awesome. The 49ers back in the win column, 3-3. Three and three. They're in complete control of their future, their destiny, everything that you want. It's right before you. It starts in the division. So there are some really tough games ahead, and the 49ers are going to lose some games. The 49ers are not going to win out. I'm telling you that right now. They don't have that deep of a team. But if they get hot at the right time, who knows what could happen? Remember what it was like when we couldn't even dream of the playoffs. Well, guess what? We're in the hunt. We're in the thick of it. We responded when we needed to. We got a win at home, which is now a difficult thing, against a division opponent that was 4-1. and one. Well, now they're 4-2. and two. Suck it, Rams. Suck it. <laughs> so moving forward, this is great. Enjoy this damn win because you deserve it. Um, it, it we've been through some stuff lately, especially with the injuries. Most players on IR in the NFL. Lots of other things. So what we're going to do is we're going to break down the offense on Tuesday. We're going to break down the defense on Wednesday. Then we'll have our preview episode Friday or Saturday moving forward for the Patriots and breakdowns. Gosh, Patreon breakdowns. If you haven't joined our Patreon, what are you doing? Just give it a shot for one week. It's 8 bucks for a month. You can see the past 300 videos we've done. There's literally 100 plus hours of breakdowns on there that as soon as you hit join, you get it all. Um... Anyway, appreciate you guys. 49ers win. This is incredible. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.